Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Alyssa Gray, and today we'll be learning Erevin Daf Chaf Gimel, Erevin page 23. An area that's enclosed for living purposes, for example, a courtyard in which one built a house, one may carry within that area on Shabbat, regardless of how large the area is. An interesting question arises with respect to outdoor areas which are not enclosed for purposes of living within them. For example, the Mishnah on 23a refers to a gina, a garden, or a karpeif, which is a type of a courtyard enclosed by a fence at least 10 tfachim or 10 handbreadths in height, which is enclosed for some purpose other than living within it. No one lives within it, and the karpeif is used for some other purpose, for example, perhaps for storage. The question is, under what circumstances may a person carry within a garden or a karpeif like this on Shabbat? The Mishnah on 23a presents a dispute about this among three Tanaim, three scholars of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava says that if the area is a garden or the enclosed karpeif, and the enclosed area of the garden or the karpeif does not exceed 70 cubits plus by 70 cubits plus, or in the language of the Mishnah, shivim amav shirayim, 70 cubits plus a remainder, a little left over, by 70 amah, shivim amav shirayim, 70 cubits and a remainder, then one may carry within that space. That area of 70 cubits plus by 70 cubits plus is called a Beit Sa'atayim, or two Beit Sa'as. Maimonides, the Rambam, in Hilchot Shabbat, chapter 16, Halacha 4, says that this amounts to 5,000 square cubits. So if we have a garden or a karpeif that does not exceed two Beit Sa'as in size, one may carry within that area on Shabbat. If, on the other hand, the garden or the karpeif are larger in size than two Beit Sa'as, then one is limited to carrying only four cubits within them. Where does this size come from? Where do we know about 70 cubits plus by 70 cubits plus, the Beit Sa'atayim, or two Beit Sa'as? Our Gemara answers that on 23b by linking it to an interpretation of Exodus chapter 27, verse 18, which deals with the dimensions of the courtyard of the tabernacle, the Mishkan, the portable sanctuary that the children of Israel constructed while they were wandering in the wilderness after leaving the land of Egypt. Again, that size area, which Maimonides calls 5,000 cubits, ultimately stems, says the Gemara, from the size of the courtyard of the biblical tabernacle.
Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava adds another proviso. It's not just that the garden or the carpave cannot be larger than 70 cubits plus by 70 cubits plus, but they also must contain something else. There has to be either a shomera, a watchman's booth, some sort of dira or watchman's apartment, even if no watchman is living in it at the time, or the garden or the carpave has to be smucha la'ir, near to the town where the owner lives. And near to the town is probably, according to many commentators, within the Sabbath boundary or within 2,000 amot or 2,000 cubits of the town. That is the view of Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. Rabbi Yehuda, who is Rabbi Yehuda ben Rabbi Eli, he agrees about the size of the area. It can't exceed 70 cubits plus by 70 cubits plus, but he says it's not necessary to have the watchman's hut or apartment or to have that garden or carpave be close to the town. He says as long as the garden or the carpave has a cistern, a water ditch, or a cave on it, then provided it's the requisite size, not any larger, then one may carry within it. Finally, we have the view of Rabbi Akiva. While Rabbi Akiva agrees as well that the area of the garden or the carpave cannot exceed 70 cubits plus by 70 cubits plus, he holds that there need be no other structure, natural or human-made, on that property. So as long as the garden or the carpave are the requisite size, then according to Rabbi Akiva, one may carry within it on Shabbat. In pondering this three-way dispute, we see something interesting. Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava and Rabbi Yehuda share an assumption that Rabbi Akiva does not. Even though, of course, all three Tanaim agree that we're talking about an area which is enclosed for purposes other than living purposes, both Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava and Rabbi Yehuda hold that in order to enable a person to carry freely within the area on Shabbat, there has to be something on the property, uh, either something made by humans or something which points to a type of dwelling or human involvement. Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava is the strictest in this regard, requiring an actual watchman's hut or watchman's apartment, as well as proximity to the uh, nearest town where the owner lives. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda is a bit more lenient, uh, allowing either a cistern or a water ditch or a cave, but both agree that in order for someone to be able to carry freely within the garden or the carpave on Shabbat, there has to be something that links the area to human dwelling. Interestingly, Rabbi Akiva does not agree. Rabbi Akiva is content that the garden or the carpave simply be the requisite size, and that requisite size, as we saw, is derived from the wilderness Mishkan, the tabernacle that the children of Israel carried in the wilderness. So Rabbi Akiva is content to allow people to carry within the area based entirely on the analogy between the garden or the carpave and sacred space, whereas Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava and Rabbi Yehuda will only allow people to carry freely within the garden or the carpave if there is some analogy to lived human space. Very interesting. On 23b, the Gemara says, in telling us what the halacha is, what the law is, uh, arising out of these disputes, and both of them are for leniency. In other words, the final halacha 
follows both Rabbi Akiva, who says that the area only has to be 70 cubits plus by 70 cubits plus, and the halacha follows Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi is another opinion in the Mishnah who says that the shape of the garden and the shape of the carpave are immaterial. They do not have to be perfectly square, which was the view of Rabbi Eliezer, but they can be any size. This is clearly a more lenient view. And the Gemara is telling us that the halacha ultimately follows these two lenient views. Rabbi Akiva's as to what the area does not need to contain in order to allow people to carry within it, and Rabbi Yossi's as to what shape the area has to have in order to allow people to carry within it. There's one more wrinkle. The sages say toward the bottom of 23b that if we're dealing with a carpave, this courtyard we've been talking about, which is greater than two bait sa'as in size, so it's greater than 70 cubits plus by 70 cubits plus, and it was enclosed for purposes of residence. So in other words, it really doesn't matter what size it is because the area was enclosed in order for people to live in it. But then what happens? Say the sages, if most of the area of that carpave was then sown with crops, well, that changes things. At that point, once it's sown with crops, the area of that carpave becomes like a garden and it becomes forbidden to carry within it. One can then only carry four cubits. But, say the sages, if most of that carpave was planted with trees, not with crops, which will be for food, but with trees, then the carpave is like a courtyard, like a chatzer, and it is permitted to carry within it. Commenting on this, the scholar Rav Huna Breda Rav Yehoshua says, if the planted area, the area that was planted with crops, is itself two beit sa'as or smaller in size, then carrying within the entire carpave is permitted. And we'll see more about this tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.